I'm Steven. And I'm Kevin. In today's episode of The Steven and Kevin Show, we're gonna talk about the seven C's of an effective LinkedIn message. Welcome back everybody, episode number 76 of the Stephen and Kevin Show. Today we're talking about LinkedIn. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna talk about sending LinkedIn colder messages to prospective clients. You know, we run a social media outsourcing program where we're currently running over 300 social media profiles for financial advisors. We do messaging on their behalf and we've learned a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Trial and error is the name of the game and uh, we've done a lot of that. So, hey, before we get started, Kevin, this is uh, in fact episode number two of season two that's right what feedback do you remember from episode number one you know typically you relaunch a series like this you roll it out and you get some good you get some bad what do you recall well we've gotten a lot of good feedback in terms of video quality and uh and the talent which you know i, I, I can say for sure we've oh. not gotten feedback on that um, <laughs> i'm just messing and i don't around. think it's good form to start the show with a lie come, come on uh, no we have, we've had some on the positive side some people say hey video quality much improved great job guys we've had some people say hey can you do this for us and we can by the way mm -hmm. message me about that um, but you know I think the negative sticks with me more my my first here's you want to know the first uh, first and second okay piece of uh, number one was around audio you got to work on the echo in here a work in progress it is a big office Hello. and it's a big room it's a big room um, and number two someone told me I don't even believe this is true that when Kevin talks I look bored, annoyed, some way less than like enthusiastic. I, I think you just have a, a permanent stink, stink <laughs> face, you know? I think, I think it's I think a permanent it, thing. I don't think you can change it. Steven. No, I'm the, guy, I'm the guy in line and they're like, we'll get to you, sir. And I'm like, I didn't say anything. <laughs> you always get like the best service wherever you go and you have no idea why. Well, that's even yeah he's really i'm like what, what yeah so trying to look a little bit more uh interested this, this you know? is my goal today is to be the most encouraging co-host with you of like when you're talking i'm gonna be like yeah hey this is <laughs> <laughs> whenever you, you need to be a hype man so whenever i say something you'll be like that's great stuff uh-huh wow. yeah all right cool so um but today you know i think today's a really fun topic and here, here's one precursor i'd like to throw out there for everybody is when you're thinking about linkedin messaging if you're thinking about the fact that you get linkedin messages from other people and you see it as spammy wipe that out of your head because today we're going to talk about a way to do it in, in in such a way that it doesn't appear as spammy and a way to do it whether you're brand new in the business and really in a cold prospecting phase or whether you're the most senior of senior advisors and you want to do this in the most classily, you know, classy understated way. Yeah, that's true. You know, because I, I feel like a lot of people will think about this concept and like oh, sending messages to people that you don't know and I would never respond to something like that. Well, you may never respond to something like that, but that doesn't mean that someone else won't, right? And if you do it the way that we're gonna talk about doing it today, um, I, I think that you'll, you'll see why some people are more receptive than others and, oh, how, yeah. and how we can increase response rates with some fine tunings of your message. Oh yeah, that, that's, that's good, man. Oh, that's, man that's, I love it. This is great that, for me. Oh, I, this man. is like- Can I borrow your pen? I, I was like, man, this episode's going great. Steven's really into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of truth in that, Kevin. So think about it on two levels. Do we teach a lot of new advisors the art of cold prospecting on LinkedIn? Yes. Yes. We're brought out by a lot of home offices to speak on just that topic. Do we also see it working with people who have enormous books of business? 
One of the earliest adopters of this was a guy who had over a billion dollars under management. Yeah, this is a guy in Southern California that I think you did some consulting with. Yeah, and, yeah. and he would message people that he didn't know on LinkedIn, and it was his primary growth strategy. Yeah, and this is a guy too who is a more senior guy, and you would never think that he, this is his way of, of bringing in business right now. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a right and wrong way to go about it. That's what the seven C's are all about. And we're gonna start it off with uh, number one. Open your messaging up with a commonality. Yeah, we're looking for, for common ground right from the get-go and trying to open up a dialogue with someone. People are gonna be more receptive if you throw that out there in the beginning. So as we go through these seven C's today, by the way, we're gonna give you a question to think about, like a question to use to analyze your message. And the question for the commonality one is this. Does my message reference some sort of commonality, like a mutual connection, uh, a, you know, a school, university, a hobby, a charity? Is, is Do I have at least one of those in common, and can I start my message out with that? Absolutely. So one of the things that we're not covering today that I think is a really important uh, bit of pre-work before all this is that you need to have a, a profile of person in mind that you'd like to reach out to. That's true. So when you're thinking about who do I reach out to, it's not just anybody who has the title executive in their profile and I'm blanket messaging everybody. Part of the pre-work here is to identify a specific person that you'd like to help, but also that you have something in common with. And when you go for that first message, you reference that commonality, first of all, in an attempt to get them to connect with you, but also so that you know, your scene is coming in a little bit warmer than just saying, hey, you look like you have a few bucks, let's talk. 100%, like if we're working with a, um, a, a social media client, we, we refer to it as micro niches, right? Like how do we come up with a series of micro niches that then we can go in and start sending messages to them. So um, again, number one, a commonality. So does your message have that? Number two, context. Do you tell this person why you're reaching out in the first place? So does my message explain to the prospect why I am messaging them? Yeah, and I think some of that comes down to the commonality or the niche that you've identified. Yeah. When we talk about micro niche, it's half niche focus like an executive at Caterpillar and half commonality in that you have a mutual connection or you went to the same school or something along those lines. And oftentimes that niche is the context. I'm reaching out because I've helped a lot of people at Caterpillar, some of whom you may know. Exactly, because their first question is, why is this person message messaging me, right? Yeah. Are they trying to sell me something? Like, and you need to be upfront with it, them and tell them why it's making sense for you to be reaching out to them, so. Number three, keep it conversational. Big one. If you go through your LinkedIn inbox right now, I'll bet you there's some really poor examples in there of people cold messaging you. And poor examples are notorious for being a little too formal and yes. a little too wordy. Yes. When you look at LinkedIn's messaging feature right now, it's very informal. It's built like a chat bubble. I mean, think of yeah. instant messenger back in the day. AIM. Right? What, I mean, what was your AIM handle? Do you remember? I'm not going to share that. Man. All right. Just kidding. No, I don't. I really I don't remember. But, you know, <laughs> it's along those lines, though. It's any kind of chat feature you've ever used, Google Hangouts, anything like that. Yeah. You're, you're looking at something that's meant for short text. So when you drop a really formally compliance approved, you know, yeah. passage here, you're automatically perceived as spammy. So when we keep it conversational, usually that means, um, you know, uh, casual. Yes. We've experimented with throwing in a typo or two. I'll put I, it that way. I know, and I, I think that's somewhat brilliant. Like we, it, it should look like, pulled up your phone and you're just messaging. Hey, you know, I saw, noticed your profile, so we had a couple things in common. Exactly. Thought I'd reach out. Yeah, exactly. So, um, conversational. Number four, just really um, you know, going off what you just said about it being too wordy, number four is about being concise. 
So if it looks like paragraphs and paragraphs of text, I mean, for me, if I get that, I just forget about it. Like I, it's too much work for me um, to have to read it, right? Instead, it should be punchy to the point and it should be easy for me to respond to and, and to get through. Yeah, exactly. If you think about the nature of the person you're prospecting, more often than not, they're busy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not often that you would run cold messaging campaigns towards retirees. Most right. of the time, they're working professionals who have a lot going on. That's right. And if you think about one thing that is evident across every you know high-level working professional you'll find is that they've got an email inbox a mile long. Yes. And they probably also don't check their messages on LinkedIn quite as often. Mm -hmm. So when they get in there, if it's a really long passage, they don't make time for it. So Delete. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, so the question for Concise was, does my message seem more like an email or a casual chat? And we're going for the casual chat. If it looks like a formal email, we're doing it incorrectly. Yeah. Next one here, uh, number five is call to action. And do you have just one call to action. This is a big mistake that we see a lot of people make is they ask for, they make two or three requests within their message and people get confused. It should just be one clear call to action. That could be something like, hey, I'd love to have a quick phone call with you or can I email you a helpful guide on this? Or, you know, it's just, it's, or can we grab a cup of coffee? Not, hey, if you don't want to grab a cup of coffee, can I at least email you something? <laughs> like, that's not what we're doing. Just one clear call to action. Yeah, all of those in isolation are great. You match them all together and the person is like, I don't know what to do with this, so oh, I move exactly. on. Snap decision, I'm moving on. Yep. So the call to action that we like to go for is just a, a phone conversation, yeah. usually. We always say close, close for the conversation. Yeah, that's absolutely. So when you're thinking about what's next, it's gotta be a compelling offer mm -hmm. at number six. Yeah. So compelling meaning something that you've taken the time to identify who they are and how you might be able to help them. So if in fact you're targeting a micro niche that makes some sense to you, like Caterpillar executives who also went to, uh, you know, fill in the blank, University yeah. of Michigan, that I know there's some things that I can do specifically to help Caterpillar executives. That's I know there's right. some names that I could drop that reflect the fact that I've really been helpful in that capacity. So when they read that, they're thinking, well, I might should take them up on this. That's right. It needs to seem compelling for them. Yeah. And, you know, just to, to segue for a second, you know, I mentioned earlier there's a team with over a billion dollars and they cold prospect like this. You know, one of the differences in how you would do it at their level versus how you would do it when you're new is volume. Now, he's not sitting there and firing off hundreds of messages to everybody who's living and breathing in his area. He's identifying really specific people and making the offer really compelling. And so, if you think about the difference here, when you narrow your focus, his compelling offer was that I work with person A and person B at your company who are, by the way, high-ranking executives that everybody at that company would know, and he has their permission to name drop. Mm -hmm. And do you think it makes sense if we talk too? Yeah. That's a compelling offer. That is. Like, yeah. oh, geez, you know, you work with my boss's boss? Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, yeah it might make sense. If you work with them, you must be pretty good. Yeah, right? exactly right. Yeah. So again, so, so you, you have to make sure you, the question here is, is my message enticing, right? Would I take someone up on this message? Um, so that's, that's the sixth one. Can nope. I, can I so yeah, I let's keep talking one about more time. It. So on that compelling offer piece, I think you made a really good point early on, Kevin, that was saying, you know, you're we, doing great today with the encouragement today. I feel I, so good. Sometimes when you get these done early in the day too, I'm less <laughs> sour. You know, by the end of the day, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, you know, vinegary. When, um, when you think about what's compelling, think about what's compelling to them more so than thinking about what's compelling to you. Mm. And there's a lot of marketing strategies that I would look at and I would say, 
I wouldn't respond to that. Right. I'm busy. I'm, I'm not taking time for that. I know a lot of financial advisors. Why would I take this random person who's mm. messaged me? Now, as Kevin mentioned, we run a ton of accounts for financial advisors. We know what works and what doesn't. And a lot of times it's just timing and putting out enough volume to where, you know, if you're anything short of this billion dollar guy who's got, you know, this lofty business, you're probably going to put out a volume of messages that allows you to get lucky. Mm. If you put out a handful of messages, you're going to not get a great response. Mm -hmm. But if you put out a volume of messages, you're going to run across, you're going to get that message in somebody's inbox at the perfect time where they're annoyed with their advisor. They just came into some money. They just had a conversation with their spouse about being concerned about retirement. You're going to hit somebody at the right time where they're going to take the bait. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, you know, if, if, uh, if I got a message through LinkedIn from a painter, right? and I don't need anything painted at my house, then I might just kind of blow it off. But if, man, my wife and I were just talking about getting our living room painted or you know, our kitchen repainted or something like that, you just hit me at the right time. Perfect, yeah, I'm, I'm more likely to take you up on it. Yeah, exactly right. So it's like uh, you know, the other day we were talking about, uh, well, long story short, my wife was wanting to trade her car in because the kids get sick in the back seat. It's got a third row, makes some car sick, right? Yeah. So we're literally talking about that, and I'm walking down the street, we're walking to lunch, and I get a phone call from the dealership who's like, hey, you ever considered trading in that car? And I'm like, yeah, actually. And I think I she probably about fell out of her chair. You know, that, that is I was so receptive, funny. but yeah. timing is everything. Yep. Okay, last one, number seven is check-in. So what we mean by check-in is that most of the time, one message is not going to cut it, right? I mean, you're going to need to come up with some sort of messaging sequence Message one, message two, message three. Again, keeping the principles that we talked about today in mind as you're creating that sequence, um, and you're gonna need to send that. And so it's it's very unlikely. I mean, it's great. You can get lucky sometimes in that, that first message, you just hit them at the right time, but sometimes, you know, two weeks later, you need to follow up with them. And again, keep it casual and everything like that. So. Um, the question is, what will I say in my second and third message, and when will I send those messages? That's what you need to be thinking about when you're creating a sequence. And and how do you stay organized with that? There, mm. You don't have to be really fancy with it. You can stay organized with this on a spreadsheet. Yeah. But we've seen people do it in, in many other ways. We had a guy we talked to. Uh, we just got back from Tampa, and we gave a presentation on LinkedIn, and this guy was doing something like it, this. It was burning in his mind. You could tell he came up to us right after the presentation and was asking, so how do you how do you track all this? And first of all, let me show you how I do it. And he pulls up his Outlook calendar. And um, kudos to him for trying this, but he had task and appointment slots for people that he'd message with reminders two and four and six weeks down the road to message them. So you can imagine when you're doing volume as a new advisor, his Outlook calendar looked nuts. It was, yeah, it, it looked it looked wild. So, and our and our question to him was like, okay, maybe this keeps you on track in terms of messaging them, but how do you know which messages are working, what's not working? Like, you need a better system to keep track because it is all about tracking. Like, what happens if I use one call to action versus another? Like, you should know the difference, right? What your response rates are. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, I guess. It, to put a wrapper around all this, if you're thinking about LinkedIn, don't rule it out in terms of messaging strategies like this. Think about how you'll do it. Pretty mm -hmm. much everybody listening to this should be messaging somebody you don't know on LinkedIn today and mm. every day because it's that powerful. If you're Mr. or Mrs. Senior Advisor, Big Book of Business, think about doing this in a really targeted way. 
that, you know what, I've already got a couple of executives over at XYZ Company, and I want a number more of them. Yep. I'm going to get their permission to name drop them and, rev and, and send it to just a few select people, and I'm going to put a lot of energy into that messaging campaign. Yeah, a lot of energy into really personalizing that campaign. Yes, where it feels like this is a really natural extension, they know yep. this person, I know them. You're leveraging the trust that you've built with your key clients over time. That's a great strategy. If you're short of that, let's say you're newer or you're up and coming or you want to reignite your marketing, go nuts with this. Yeah. I mean, I, I think when, when we get brought out for new advisor training, it's one of the things that we hammer because it's not only more effective uh, than, than cold calling or door, door knocking, knocking or anything like that. Um, it's more fun. It's more pleasant. I mean, it, it's just a, it's today's cold prospect. That's, that's exactly what it is. So um, just to recap these again, open with a commonality, right? Give the prospect some context. Keep it conversational. Try to be concise. Have one clear call to action. Make the offer compelling, right? Like make it clear to them like that they should probably be meeting with you. And finally, don't forget to check in, which is all about developing a sequence. Now, if you are thinking about you know, that, hey, I'd, I'd love to do something like this, but frankly, I don't have the time to do it, then you should consider outsourcing to us. It's something, again, we're running hundreds of accounts for advisors, we're getting really good results, something that we can take off your hands right away. Yeah, I think it's grown so quickly because of, you know, we, we shifted gears a while back, we used to coach a lot of people on how to do social media, yeah. and the concepts all made perfect sense, and they'd all listen to it and they'd say, excellent, great idea, we should do that. Yep. And where does social media fall on their list of to-dos? Way down at the bottom. Mm. If you've got a client issue happening, if you've got a, you know, anything going on in your business, it often trumps social media, so they often just don't do it. So if you want it done at a high level, I think we do a great job of it. It's turnkey, and uh, when you're on our website, go to the social media tab and just click the consultation form. You can schedule an appointment with us to talk a little bit about it a little bit further. Um, Kevin, can I just say, Great job today, man. I thought you did excellent as I, well. Can I say also, this seven came from Kevin. He's just smart, man. Just, I don't know. Privileged I, um, to work I don't with. know if you know it. I wrote a book on LinkedIn a while back. So. Yeah, anyway, we got a whole stack <laughs> of them back here. We can't give these things away. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Hey, anyway, anyway, thanks yeah. for joining, everybody. Thanks, everyone.